Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father, the Lord who lies in the manger, born for the cross. Amen. Please be seated. There was a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel, the tribe of Asher. She was advanced in years, having lived with her husband seven years from when she was a virgin. And then, as a widow, until she was 84. She did not depart from the temple, worshiping with fasting and prayer night and day. And coming up at that very hour, she began to give thanks to God and to speak of him to all who were waiting for the redemption of Jerusalem. As you know, the last three days doesn't happen every year this way, but it's been a marathon. If you're familiar, we have the church services, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, and today. And it's a good thing. A marathon I've never run but I know how to run a little bit, a couple miles. And I know that what you have to do is pace yourself. And so I'm thankful for those who were able to join with me in that kind of a pace, but it is exhausting. But nonetheless, our text today tells us a unique thing. We usually hear about Simeon, and that's typical and very good to preach on, done many sermons. But Anna is something very unique to talk about. She was a woman who needed the Lord a great deal. And here's the thing about Christmas, the day after Christmas, or when you celebrate enough Christmases. As you age, you know things are different about Christmas. And it's okay to see the kids be happy as you were happy, or the grandkids the same manner. But I like to think that as you get older, the change of Christmas comes about because that all belongs to Jesus in the end, that good joy, and not to our hands. And so with that in mind, you too, as you are aging with me and part of my life, you know how the changes of Christmas have gone. And so as we are in this point in time, at whatever age you may be, we are to come to the Lord's temple and rejoice of what 40 days later Anna would see. Anna became enlivened by Christ, who was the baby of Mary. And so he, as Lord, is the Redeemer for you and others to be enlivened in him from age to age. Anna faced much, and time pressed hard upon her life. This was a woman, as you heard, of the tribe of Asher. Asher was a son of Jacob, okay? And what's interesting is his name, as many Hebrew names have it, have meaning. And his name meant happy. So there's something about the characteristics of that kid that the parents named him happy. 
But either way, the Lord saw to give that good news to his whole line as they would become part of the northwest region of, in the land of Israel. Um, we would know that as the land of, Ze of, of Zebulun and Naphtali. It should sound familiar because that's where the people who are dwelling in great darkness later with Jesus have seen a great light when he comes to them in his ministry. But for this woman of the tribe of Asher, and that happiness of which it was a pretty fertile land in that part of northwest region, the big thing is, is by the time she's on the scene, of course you know that the tribes of Israel are a mess. The families have lost their identity. They don't have anything left to really think about or boast in. And that too fell upon Anna. Her family lines and all those connections had been truly messed up because the northern region of, of Israel was a region that would be conquered first when they started to slide off away from God as a united kingdom. And they would go down pretty fast and become mixed and taken away. And Anna's family, she probably didn't know half of them and the other half, who knows what they might have believed in the Lord. Anna was also a widow. And of course, if you notice in the text, she was a widow much longer than being married. She was only married for eight years. You can do the math. 16-year-old woman gets married for eight years, 24, and she's 84 years old. That's an awful long time to be a widow. But she was. God doesn't always provide people we want in life to have to remarry. And frankly, sometimes people just don't feel a need for that. And that's okay, too. But here's the thing. Her love towards that blessing of a gift from God was insufficient to save from death. We don't know how her husband died. It could have been a very good death or it could have been a very sad death. We just don't know. But the gift of marriage was given to her to experience for a few years. There's nothing wrong with that. But here's the thing. We see Anna at the temple... There's a loneliness that was with her in isolation. She was in the temple because that's where people were to be around. We don't know if she had children. We don't know if she lasted her children. But we know that she's at the temple and there were the people of God there gathered. So she wasn't alone in that sense. But here's something bigger. She was advanced in many years. That's a polite way to translate something, to say, frankly, she was just old, <laughs> okay? She was of old age, but she still kept her, old age still kept her holding to one consistency that she saw through all the changes and chances of life. You heard it. She did not depart from the temple, worshiping with fasting and prayer night and day. There's nothing special about that. That's a form of how worship is. C.F.W. Walther, the first president of the Missouri Synod, writes these words, The church has always won with the weapons of scripture, prayer, and tears. And so Anna was following the practice of what the New Testament church does. She was at the temple hearing the word having the scripture in her life, both personally but also publicly, was with, which meant public worship and also personal devotional life. 
And of course, there were tears. Tears of what she couldn't explain about life, but let's be clear, very clear, okay? Tears are not always purely about sorrow, but mixed with the assurance of God's presence and word. So yes, there can be deep loss and sorrow, but don't picture her as a despairing lady in her old age as if some of her tears weren't filled with a little bit of joy because she was before the God of all glory who cared for his people and she believed it as she was hearing and worshiping before him. And yet, we know this, Anna was enlivened with good news over the Christ child. Forty days old, old God she never would think of from a child. Much more than the children she had seen of all her life. At that hour, when you heard that statement, means an answer came louder and clearer than the law at the temple could ever be. An unexpected joy echoed among the sacrifices and the priests and all the doings by the voice of Simeon. Simeon was there, and it was the Holy Spirit that had filled him and told this man that he would not die until he saw the Lord's Christ, which meant the Messiah. And so what the Spirit revealed to him and what he would see before his death also became a blessing for Anna to hear and receive. God was active with redemption embodied in the 40-day-old Jesus to be born to be bigger than the temple, the place where she sought comfort among the people of Israel, the place where she found God's word to be comforting, but here comes Christ in a far bolder way than ever could be expected by her. He would be a light, as Simeon said, for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to God's people Israel, a glory that she had never seen. But in that Jesus and what Simeon sang of him, it was all one package deal. Anna gave thanks Immediately with that word of trust in God over the child, over what she heard and saw from Simeon. And this thanks, you have to understand, is it wasn't just a heartfelt thanks in her heart. The Greek word, when it says she gave thanks to God, that word emphasizes an open and public confession. It means she could not be quiet about it. Facebook is a funny thing that I've had to learn to manage even more than I've ever wanted to during these times. But some Sundays and whenever I post up stuff for services, some pictures are fairly easy to find, others not so much, and it's just painstakingly a pain. <laughs> but here's the thing, the picture posted this Sunday was unique. It was one of which you can find pots of pictures of Simeon and Anna. But you'll notice in the, that picture on the top right corner, someone was thinking about this sketch. Because in the top right corner, in the background between Simeon and Anna, were religious leaders. And you have this contrast with Simeon and Anna rejoicing, and then the leaders in the background 
kind of raising eyebrows and starting to get a little bit frustrated with what they were hearing about this child. You understand? Simeon told Mary and Joseph, this child will be the rise and fall of many. And it will be, open up the revelation of the hearts of all people. Jesus was already doing it. And yet Jesus wasn't the one doing it. It was the word that was calling out the hearts of all people. And so St. Paul gives the church that good news for a good confession for you as the baptized. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, that's baptism, and be thankful. So in other words, Christmas calls us together in a thankfulness to find peace throughout all our days. This is just one Christmas time among others. But it's the same Jesus to rule, to stand over our hearts. Not a ruling of tyranny or a heaviness, like did you buy enough Christmas presents? Did they like all the presents you gave them? All that kind of stuff. I'm talking about the ruling of the righteous one who loves us a great deal because he became man, God's son. Finally, a prophetess, you notice, shared a word of good news just like the shepherds. Anna had a focus that was not on the birth of Jesus. Did you catch that? She didn't say, a baby was born, let's be happy. She didn't do that. She focused on the redemption that those who were waiting in Israel were to hear. That means something was going to happen in Jesus to redeem and save his people from their sins, like the angel said to Mary. Anna's name is a Greek name. And Anna, because of a Greek name, means she was Hellenized. She was kind of trapped in the culture of the day of the Romans, and so bam, there's her name. And mom and dad saw fit to call her Anna, and that in Greek means grace. And her witness, of course, as you know, was grace-filled with God's claim of redemption now set upon the Christ child, overflowing in far ways for those who were waiting for that redemption of sinners. Younger generations get old too. Think about that. We might want the young, and that's good. But I look at the young, and I know they're going to get old. How will they think about Christmas is one thing. How they will set their hearts and minds upon this life and as it plays out is another. So don't discredit your witness to Christ and what he keeps giving you of his forgiveness and eternal salvation. But you're the servants, just like Simeon, and even more so like Anna, to go about it all your days. Simeon, as you heard, could depart in peace. We slap that right into a funeral service with all joy when God's servants die. But Anna departed with peace to share.
I, I kind of put this sermon together kind of halfway. But I will share with you this one story about a blessed member I knew who was with the Lord. She died of a ripe old age of 96. Some pastors have buried some members at 106. But either way, I think of her in this text. She, from the time I knew her, from what I can remember, was pretty much going blind or was blind. But by the time I was her pastor for the full time that I knew her, she was blind, but she still kept coming. And she was getting frail, so she couldn't always come by herself. And she lived right down the road from the parsonage, about a mile. But she would come. Sometimes the grandkids would come who don't always come, but she would come. And she couldn't see any of these things that we think so much highly about. But she just came to hear God's word. But Ruth was unique because through her, she had great joy to celebrate. And this is what I mean. Nothing grand, just what a great, great grandma would do. And also one in the community. She had coffee at her house, just down the road. And since there was no coffee shops or no city around me, I went too, on Tuesdays. She had it every day, that's too much for a pastor. But nonetheless, it was through her I got to know people, but also through her, she could say in her older years, all the people I've known are gone. But she said, that's okay, pastor. I just make new friends. And it's more than a social thing. You have to understand it's a Jesus thing that she saw great joy because she did not stop coming. Praise God for any of you who through all your years keep hearing and receiving this child, Jesus, who is God for us in every way to comfort our hearts and brings joy to us so that it can be in this world. Because you know this, Christ enlivens us, not in merely liveliness, because I'm tired, and you get tired too. But living before the Lord Jesus is to be for you, your families and all, so that we have a joy from age to age that cannot be taken away. Amen. The peace of God that passes all understanding be with your hearts and minds. In Christ.